Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, we're going to talk about regeneration of your joints, and this is huge, utilizing stem cells. Now, I went in Friday and got uh, stem cell procedures, and so for me to recommend it, I've got to see, and I did research like crazy. So this is the, today it were the end result of a lot of uh, stem cell research, and actually the results now, all of this will be put on the Dr. BVIP because there is going to be part of it that will be censored. And all those that support the Dr. BVIP, God bless you, thank you. From being demonetized and shadow banned and deleted, uh, the more you help, the more we can do. And Extreme Health Academy, um, that I'm going to be on this weekend for about a two-and-a-half-hour seminar. You can still use Bergman 14 ads um, to get two weeks for no charge. Um, but, man, get in Extreme Health Academy and take charge of your health. So let me tell you my history. Um, in, in When I was 22 years old, I fell off a three-story building, shattering my right knee. And I was doing some work on the outside. I was a contractor back then. Um, and then, in 91... I fractured both my knees. I was hit by a car and uh, bounced off the front fender. And and that fractured both knees, fractured my sternum, fractured my skull, bruised the heart and liver, and knocked the front teeth out. So what that ended up doing, and not only damaged the, the knees and my chest and skull and organ tissues, let's go over. So I have two knees. The key with this is two knees with two different types of uh, trauma history, if you will. So, so I get a really good um, idea on how the same man, two different knees, two different traumas, and how the stem cells are reacting. So now what actually happened for the operations is my right knee uh, uh, was shattered, uh, or patella, the kneecap, was shattered in 1982, and it healed back funky. So they went in and did arthroscopic surgery. Now, arthroscopic surgery is where they fill up the joint with fluid. And, you know, have one um, needle in there pumping it up with fluid to expand it out so you can get the tools in there. And then the other one is draining it out. And there's a third one in there for tools. So they ground it down in 1983 uh, so I could walk a little bit better. And then in 91, I was hit by a car giving bilateral, so both knees were fractured lengthways on the tibia, and the tibia is the shin bone. And, and about a year later, because it was still hurting, even though it only takes like, uh, you know, four to eight weeks to heal a bone, um, it was really sore, and I couldn't really walk well. So about a few months later, in 92, they did an arthroscopic surgery to repair the torn meniscus in both my knees. Now, that was an issue because it felt less stable. And, and so they went in 93 and did another arthroscopic surgery, and it was still, it, it seemed like it was getting worse. And at this time, I was now taking anatomy and physiology at the chiropractic college. I was switching from being a contractor. And I, I got to thinking that, that they're not 
putting stuff in. They're taking stuff out. And so that means that the knees are going to be less and less and less stable. And the doctors were giving me their prediction. They said, we're going to you know, keep you alive on drugs. You're going to have a lot of medications to keep you comfortable, and we'll have to replace both knees. So here I am with a 40-year-old trauma on one knee and 30-year-old trauma on the other. I'm going to show tonight what my knees look like after that. And, and it's kind of interesting because I went through the stem cell procedure um, where they did a certain injections. And, and I'm going to show pictures of my x-rays of my knees and pictures of my, the swelling of the knees. Now, the knee joint itself is hydraulic. It's fluid. And when they pump it in there with the arthroscopic surgery, they fill it up with fluid. And, and this can distort the capsule. And so anyone that's had knee trauma already knows that when you sit down and bend your knee, it's not going to be a smooth structure generally. There's going to be parts of those capsules that are bulging out. Now, that's, that's super common. Now, um, one of the things, and this is one of the reasons I did the stem cells, is because I, you know, I'm partners in a stem cell clinic inside of Mexico, and I don't want to recommend something that I haven't tried. So I did a boatload of research. Now, I do not like getting things injected into me. But when you're doing the research and research and research, I thought, you know, my knees are okay, you know. Um, you know, it, I can climb mountains, hike up stairs, everything else. If I do a lot of work, I need to put a little brace on the outside so it keeps the joint capsule. So my joint capsule just isn't isn't healthy. So we have to. Um, I need to stabilize that and and keep the the outside pressure um, increase the outside pressure so it can stabilize the joint capsule. Kind of kind of like the joint capsule keeps fluid in the knee joint, and all I'm doing with a knee brace is to help that that joint capsule, which isn't healthy. Now, I do have two clinics, one in Huntington Beach, one in Tijuana, Mexico. Now, they're a little different. The one in Huntington Beach, we do corrective chiropractic care. We're open Monday through Thursday, nerve scans, little x-rays, blood analysis, um, thermography. In Tijuana, we do the same thing, but we also do holistic dentistry, stem cells, minor surgery. Um, we also do the live blood cell analysis, but we, we also have IV detoxing, intravenous, intravenous nutrition. Um, we've got four dentists, four medical doctors, and one chiropractor. Now, it's interesting because I get a lot of questions for what does it cost to to come in to see you? You're too expensive because I do consultations and the consultations take a lot. Okay, I've got to review their information. I've got to um, uh, send them data, and then there's always a follow up. And so I charge a thousand dollars an hour for a consultation. I charge $500 or $499 for a half-hour consultation. But there is a lot of work involved in that. So what do, you, what, do, what do we charge at our clinics? This is going to sound kind of odd. In Huntington Beach, you get a consultation, chiropractic exam, orthopedic exams, posture analysis, digital x-rays if necessary, roll thermal scan, a surface electromyography scan, heart rate variability test, 
full torso thermography, live blood cell analysis, or report of findings. I even give you an adjustment if your case is accepted, and supportive exercises. All of that comes to 249 bucks. And and you're you're going wait really? Because I mean a, a thermography is like 500 bucks. X-rays are usually 500 bucks. Okay, so we try and make it reasonable to make it easy for entry. Now in Mexico, so it's two hundred forty nine dollars in Huntington Beach. It's three hundred and forty nine in Mexico because we do everything in Huntington Beach, but we also do a, a CBC or complete blood cell count, digital a panoramic digital X-rays, holistic dental exam, and a report of findings on the dental and the CBC. So we're actually looking for blood markers, and that's three forty nine. So. Uh, you know, just, just to review the clinics and what we do. And so our clinic has been down there for, I think it's uh, three and a half, four years now. And it is a teaching clinic, so there is a lot of doctors observing because they've never seen anything like this. Now let's get into stem cells. Stem cells, there's a number of different types. Okay, sheep and rabbit stem cells, they've been using for 40, 50 years. And a stem cell is a cell that can go in there and it can change into what the body needs. And so this is, it's almost magical properties. There's some stem cells that are differentiated where they have a tendency to grow into certain tissue, like kidney tissue or liver tissue or bone or cartilage or muscle. Um, but sheep and rabbit stem cells have been used for decades. Umbilical cord stem cells. Now, this is, you know, no, no abortion is involved in this. The birth process is involved in this. So a child is born, the umbilical cord is saved, and the cord blood is actually utilized to get the stem cells out of that. And the cord cells that we use, because we have our own lab to grow stem cells, we make sure that the people, the donors, have no um, a COVID shot, no vaccines, no medications. You know, they're healthy. And this is what part of what we grow. And you can also utilize fat cells out of your own body, which means that we draw them out, put them in a, a cell dish, and grow the cells. You're getting your own cells. There's also bone marrow cells. Now, bone marrow cells out of your own body are used for joint regeneration and brain function. These are called mesenchymal cells. Now, to get this, we have to give you certain nutrients um, to build up your health, and then you draw them out. And now, it's interesting. There's a lot of research on stem cells, on Parkinson's, on, on Alzheimer's disease, dementia. And so there's a lot of, of information out there. So now, what my procedure was like. First, I got an IV of anti-aging. Now, this is intravenous. Now, this contains B vitamins, amino acids, and minerals. And that's, again, to strengthen my immune system response. Then I got 100 million umbilical cord stem cells. And this is going to flow out through my body. They stay alive for, for um, months. Um, Now, they're drawn to inflammation, so any inflammatory process in my body, they're going to be drawn to and they're going to start to regenerate the tissue in that area. Your body already produces stem cells, but this makes it more effective. Uh, 
And then I had plasma-rich protein, which was, you know, my blood was drawn, spun centrifuge down, and the protein was taken out, mixed with 10 million umbilical cord stem cells, and injected into both my knees. Now, um, when I got home, I was able to use ice. I used compression because my joint capsule has been distorted on both sides. I used distraction, joint massage. I also used DMSO along with apple cider vinegar, iodine, and water. And I used topically um, a DMSO uh, gel. And then I, my diet completely changed, okay? Well, I mean, it's usually healthy, but this, I added a huge amount of turmeric, garlic, and veggies, and about a liter of organic apple juice a day, because when you're in stress, in pain, blood becomes thicker, and that can tax the, the kidneys, which is a lung uh, filter, and the lungs, which is a filter. And then, you know, I did lightweight bearing. Also, I'm doing chlorine dioxide, which helps the blood. And then taking vitamin C, E, magnesium, plant minerals, a prostate formula, apple cider vinegar with iodine every day. So that's what I did right. Now, what I did wrong, okay, and this is why, it's not just that you're going to inject a knee. You've got to figure out what the heck is wrong. Now, now, I told you a history of being hit by a car and falling off a building. Well, even though I have two um, different knees, or, or two knees, they totally different trauma history. Now, when they injected my left knee, I felt almost nothing. It felt fantastic. They injected my right knee. It hurt like hell. And they had to twist and open up the joint, and I had weights on there to distract the joint. I mean, it was, it was a really uncomfortable procedure. And then afterwards, walking around, it didn't hurt at all. But then I had to sit in traffic for three hours, and that, it's, they started to swell. And I, I'm in traffic. I couldn't put a brace on it. I could, didn't have any ice handy. So I just toughed it out. I, I, when I got out of the car, I could barely walk around the car. I mean, the pain was in, intense. And why? Because the joint capsule that I had originally was distorted. So that the swelling and inflammation, which is inflammation as a healing process, it was extremely uncomfortable. And we had a discussion to, should, you know, should we do both knees? Should we just do one knee? You know, and I said, you know, just, just do both because they said it might be uncomfortable. Boy, were they right. So some of the things that you're going to do, number one, you can do a distractive force loading. And this is what they did where I'm sitting, my legs are dangling in the air, and we had a 20-pound weight per leg. And that distractive force is fantastic. After the injection, I just used 10 pounds of force to just open that up to, to get the stress off. Now, one of the most common errors, and this is huge, before you get stem cells and before I would recommend it, you have to correct the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, and you have to restore the biomechanics. The most common error in stem cell therapy is not addressing those stressors. And then you have to look at the health of the blood. Stem cells are kind of magical. They can, they can grow into just about anything. But they are not miracles. 
Okay, they can't realign a joint. They can't um, uh, correct the biomechanics. So if you're injecting a knee and you have altered mechanics of the foot, the calf, the pelvis, nothing's going to work right. You've got to correct that. Make sure the blood is healthy. Make sure the person is has good nutrients. Look at the number of stem cells. This is hugely important. Now we actually have a machine, and it's it's kind of wild. It looks like a uh, almost like the size of a microwave, but it counts the stem cells. It it makes sure that when you're getting a hundred million, you're getting a hundred million. And we had. Um, a, a group, they do a lot of stem cells at different offices where they produce it at one area and they cart it away and do the injections at these different clinics. They came in with was supposed to be 50 million stem cells and we counted it up and it was 5,000. So, so not the viability of the stem cells. They got to be alive and they got to have the right number. And so it really depends on where you're producing them. Now, the transport for my stem cells, we produce them in our clinic. So they literally produced it in the lab, uh, carried it out of this like sterile environment, <clears throat> down the hallway, and injected it in my knee. So production transportation was like a piece of cake. <clears throat> and one of the most common errors is people are injecting joints without correcting the problem of the joint. Um, and you have to rehab with joint-specific exercises. And then you've got to do post-scans and tests to make sure that you're checking that. Now, I'm also going to bring up um, uh, vitiligo because my wife had huge, horrible vitiligo uh, years and years ago. And we've been working on healing her gut, getting her, her physical, chemical, emotional stressors. I know what you're saying. Since she's married, she's not going to have emotional stressors. Right. Okay, so, 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 and I'm going to bring some before and after pictures of her that, that are pretty dramatic. But we're doing PRP, which is plasma-rich protein, and stem cells literally injecting it into the skin. And this has been... I mean, literally phenomenal. She she could not be happier. Now, all of this has to do, when you're injecting stem cells, you've got to look at the autonomic nervous system. If someone is in a chronic state of stress, if you're injecting the knees, again, this is hugely important. If you have bunion formation, that means the pelvis is unstable. Now, one of the reasons I chose to get injected is because I walk barefoot every day. I mean, all day long. I have, I I wear toe shoes called Zero Shoes, or Vibrams that that I get full range of motion on my feet every day. I've been doing this for decades, so I have the healthiest feet you could possibly do. I demonstrate calf exercises multiple times a day. I get adjusted on a regular basis. My back is, despite my injuries, strong as heck. So you got to check the 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 body. You got to stabilize the pelvis. This means if I'm sitting down for more than a half hour, I'm doing this round foam piece, 20 minutes in, 10 minutes out. So you've got to stabilize the pelvis. And this is anyone. If you're going to inject the hip, the knee, the ankle, the foot, all of which are appropriate. You've got to restore the biomechanics first because this is a very, very expensive procedure, okay, and you want it to be effective. 
And uh, so the stretching the calf, making sure, because inside of the calf is um, a pump called the soleus sitting with a foam piece behind you. So you're going to change your sitting. That That's going to be the key. But I'm also going to have a number of, ex, of pictures of what my knees looked like Saturday morning, which was Friday night. I didn't sleep. It was miserable. And, I mean, just massive pain. And it brought back a lot of memories from when I had first injured my knees where I was really panicked. I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to, you know, get, um, walk again, or was I going to be crippled my whole life and, and what? I mean, luckily, I'm good at working and I can do anything. Um, but I want to show you the remarkable recovery uh, within just hours. And I'm going to show you what my knees look like before and what my knees look like after. So this is a very, very dramatic um, event because I went from not being able to walk around the car after I had been stationary for three hours driving, not sleeping at all Friday night, walking with, with assistance. And I'm, I'm going from piece of furniture to piece of furniture, uh, not being able to bend it or put weight on or anything else, to later on that day and every minute during that day I was doing something. I would either sit with my legs up, and, and just think of this. When your legs are up, you're having a compressive force on the front portion of the knees, and you're opening up the back. Then I would bend them, and this creates a compressive force on the back of the knee and opens up the front of the knee. So imagine if these stem cells are floating around in that. The stem cells and the plasmarge protein. So you've got the, the raw materials and the workers that are going to rebuild the cartilage. And knowing that my cartilage, my ligaments, the bone, I mean, every structure in there has been altered from the physical trauma and the adaptation for having all of the, the, the operations and things. So what, what's a trip is when you see this, um, this change, and, and I was seeing it all throughout the day, and then I would I'd stand up and put it, walk a little bit, and that puts it under compressive force loading. I would sit on a bar stool with a 10-pound weight, and that would distract it. So all day long, and knowing that these cells are alive inside of your body, a combination of destructive and dis, um, compressive and distractive forces, a combination of, of putting it out straight and, and, and doing the tissue massage to get those joint capsules back in, putting a brace on occasionally, taking the brace off occasionally so you're having that intermittent pressure because when pressure builds up inside of that joint, and you create a back pressure where you're, you're, you're compressing that joint, think of what this does to the joint capsule. The joint capsule is filled with synovial fluid, which is a super filtrate of blood. And so is the bursa sacs, all the bursa sacs in and around that knee joint, hugely important. But to get that fluid transfer, you have to make sure that the fluid is flowing in and flowing out. Now, when a knee joint is swollen or swelling up, that means that the fluid's flowing in but not flowing out. And so when you get injections for things that are going to create an inflammatory process, and the inflammation is literally how the body heals, um, you want to facilitate that. 
Now, when it got too uncomfortable, I would put um, I would I would put a uh, ice bag on it, and but you know I did that very very sparingly because ice is fantastic. It will decrease um, it'll decrease any uh, inflammation and make it a little bit more comfortable, um, but it's it's not going to work. Okay, to heal the joint. So, you know, you want to keep a low level of inflammation. Um, then I used the DMSO, dimethyl sulfoxide, and I used this topically and internally. Uh, so putting it on the outside facilitates healing because inflammation creates free radicals. So in order to make inflammation work, you've got to deactivate those free radicals, and that's what antioxidants do. And DMSO does that fantastically well. And um, the intermittent force loading, um, gas pedaling my feet, so one foot up, one foot down, that gets the pump on the back of the leg, the soleus pump working correctly. Um, then fresh juicing, because you figure under any kind of stress, the blood becomes thicker, and that taxes the kidney. And so if you're in a chronic state of pain, and I mean really bad pain, the blood becomes thicker. And that's going to tax the kidneys. So I was doing about a liter and a half of apple juice, mainly because I have an organic apple tree in the backyard. So, you know, I'm, I'm grinding this stuff up like crazy. Of course, I'm putting a little bit of cucumber and mint in there. Not, I'm sure there's a lot of antioxidants and healing properties. I did it mainly for flavor. Um, and then changing the diet massively. Uh, to well, you know, my diet was pretty healthy anyway, but um, doing turmeric, curcumin, all of which has been shown to regenerate knee joints or large joints, lots of garlic and onions. Okay, the, again, these are antimicrobial, and the sulfur sulfur in them actually helps with joint. Sulfur is one of the most important things that you can have for tissue regeneration. So, this was. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, the, by the afternoon, the swelling had gone down in my knees. And I figure my knees for 40 years have always had some kind of swelling on them, always. And that's just because the joint capsule was distorted. Now, for 40 years, I've been doing certain exercises to keep them healthy. For the last 30 years, actually 25 years, I've developed certain therapies to regenerate the meniscus, to strengthen the ligaments, to make the joints work correctly, so I'm able to walk and hike and do everything without discomfort. But this, and I'm talking it's, it's day four now, um, I, I'm noticing a huge difference. Now, the stem cells stay, al stay alive in your body, or, or you're going to get the maximum effect, between a month and a half and two months into it. So I'm going to maintain the exercises, the restrictive diet to where I'm getting lots of turmeric every day. Um, the DMSO, the chlorine dioxide, I'm going to keep, uh, keep up with that. And then I'm going to do post x-rays. Now I may, okay, and I'm going to keep an update on this entire process and, and procedure. And then I'm going to show before and after x-rays, everything. Just know that when you're talking about stem cells, the most important thing that you can understand, like, like even when we're talking about my wife's uh, vitiligo, 
I wouldn't recommend you doing the, the stem cell and PRP facial unless you heal the gut. And if you're in a chronic state of stress with physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, um, you're uh, not going to be effective at correcting or regenerating tissue. So when you look at most issues in the body, it's a tissue regenerative problem. And that's what we have to do. We have to regenerate that tissue because if tissue breaks down faster and it builds, that's a disease. If it builds faster than it breaks down, that's called health. Now, luckily, even though some of my injuries 30, 40 years old um, and my joints are still working, I, you know, I basically had a good, good lifestyle before. I was not popping pain pills every friggin' minute. And I, my mom raised me with healthy diets and exercise and things. So, so keeping a joint mobile and healthy is the key. But you've got to f- look at physical, chemical, emotional stress, and your body will regenerate. It's just um, I'm super excited on this stem cell journey, and I thought it was uh, very, very valuable, and I thought I'd share it with you. Um, if you do want any... Um, suggestions on or consultations or like, should I do it or not? I'm I'm telling you right now, the majority of my patients, I do not recommend it because it's, um, you got to fix the problem first. And then when you fix the problem, you generally don't really need to do it. But when I have recommended it, it's been dramatic. And um, I'm, I'm telling you right now, just like day five, uh, it's pretty dramatic. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen over the next um, over the next few months. Would I do it again? Um, talk, talk to me in another couple of months because if this regeneration is as dramatic as what my patients have felt and what I've felt, I'm for sure going to do it again. But this is Dr. John Bergman. Um, your your advocate for health god bless you and i love you <laughs>